0: How can a major setback actually become a blessing in disguise and open up even greater opportunities for you? And do you know how you can take an ordinary skill or hobby and use it to make a difference in the lives of others? Welcome to the Astound Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Sally Saxon. My special guest today is a young woman who has accomplished uh, more in a matter of just a handful of years than many accomplish in decades. And she's been a former uh, sports broadcaster for CBS Sports, Fox Sports, Midwest, the St. Louis Cardinals, and most recently, the PGA Tour. Uh, she was fired during the PGA COVID mandates uh, when they uh, denied her request for religious exemption. But she subsequently became the host of the nationwide broadcast, Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, uh, presented by We the Patriots USA but very recently she stepped down from the show to prepare for baby number three this spring. She's a co-founder of Driving Disciples, a golf camp and Bible study for youth. On top of that, she's also directed and produced uh, the recent documentary, Shot Dead, uh, about the harmful impacts of the COVID vaccines. Uh, Her new book, The Only Like That Matters Is God's, Using the Bible to Transform Your Life on Social Media will be released this summer. And as though that were not enough, she also creates educational, clean living resources and religious exemption guides. All right, Taryn Gregson, welcome to the Astound Yourself podcast. Thank you, Sally. I am so blessed to be here. Well, it it's really an honor. I mean, my goodness, you know, reading through your biography, uh, there's so much. And it's very exciting for me as a member of the baby boomer generation to know that, you know, we have... Uh, people in the younger generations, you know, following behind us who have the drive, the energy, the passion, and the willingness to go and do the kinds of things you're doing. You know, and there are so many topics, you know, that, that we could talk about today. But what I'd like to do is uh, have you start with uh, your time with the PGA when the COVID, ma- uh, COVID mandates uh, were imposed and, you know, how that impacted your life. Uh, you know, when you when you lost your job, you know, what, what happened when you chose not to let fear ruin or destroy your life? It was a emotional roller coaster for myself
1: and so many people at the time, you know, going through COVID. And I was at the height of my career. I had been working in sports journalism for more than a decade. And I was with the PGA tour as a broadcaster for them for going on six years. And so it was, um, you know, a really difficult decision for myself and my husband to stay true to our, our convictions and what God was telling us to do. And though it was an emotional time knowing that, um, you know, that this part in our lives were, we going to come to an end. We had such a peace about, about ourselves. Like we knew, that we were doing the right thing, that this was the right stance to be taking and that we, that God had big plans for us because, you know, like you said, the, the, the camp that my husband and I co-founded together, Driving Disciples, he's a golf instructor, played uh, professionally in the minor leagues of golf for a little while. Um, You know, that was just starting, we were just starting that up and we knew that, you know, our status and my status in the golf realm with the PGA tour was going to help us with that um, and get players and people behind us. I had uh, my book that's coming out this summer. I had already written that at the time and I had a book agent. And so I had all these other things, including my, my high profile job with the PGA tour. And so all of that stuff fell apart. Um, All those opportunities and those doors seemed to have closed at the time, but you know, we just had this peace about us. We knew that God was going to provide. We knew that God had a plan. We knew that God put those ideas of the, of driving disciples in the book on our hearts for a reason. So he was going to take care of it. And so we said, okay, this is the right thing to do. We, we refuse to be discriminated against for not getting vaccinated. BGA uh, tour headquarters are in the state of Florida where there was never a mask mandate ever. No one was ever forced to wear a mask in the state of Florida. And there was a very few people, just a handful that chose not to get vaccinated. So by, um, by imposing the masking and testing uh, mandates on the very few unvaccinated, they were basically, they were discriminating against us and, and uh, marking us for everybody to know who didn't, who didn't get it. I was also pregnant at the time. So, I dove into scripture. I said, hey, every time I see someone wearing a mask and or every time I see someone covering their face in scripture, it's out of shame. I am not ashamed to be unvaccinated. And I have the, you know, God get, made me a mother. I am supposed to be protecting my unborn child. I don't know what it's gonna do to wear a mask all day long to my unborn baby. And so we stood by that and they ended up firing me in November of 2021. And shortly thereafter, we, the Patriots USA, just a couple of weeks later, stepped in and said, hey, we want to take on your civil rights case. They are a nonprofit uh, public interest law firm who said, we're going to come in. We think that this is an important case for medical freedom because it's not just a vaccine exemption denial. It's, more than that. It's more civil rights that we can be fighting for, the masking and the testing, forcing people to do things above and beyond just vaccinations. And so shortly after that, they said, hey, do you want to do a show for us? Do you want to do Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson? And I said, sure, why not? And so we started it and um, we ended up just within a year going nationwide with broadcasts all over the country on radio and Red Voice Media and in that time is when our documentary came about producing and directing that. I was humbled to, to be the producer and director on my first documentary film, Shot Dead, which people can watch at shotdead.org. And um, Skyhorse Skyhorse Publishing stepped in and said, hey, we do, we think this book is great. And now that God put this other uh, chapter in my life of losing my job, it happening so publicly. I really did experience cancel culture online. It has made this book about approaching social media from a biblical worldview even better. So by us taking that leap of faith just a few years ago and saying, God, we trust you. We know that you've put these things on our plates and on our hearts for a reason. Um, he has, he's, he's come through and he's provided and we, you know, somehow haven't missed paying a bill. We've always had, uh, been able to buy groceries. You know, those were all things that we were, worried about at the time. I lost my health insurance right before we had our baby um, and all these things, but that opened the door to me having a home birth, which was just a wonderful and amazing experience for our second. And now here we are um, looking at what we're going to do for driving disciples in this coming year, uh, building our homestead, and just hope Fully, that we are a, a te- true testament to the way that God can move in your life whenever you really do fully trust in him. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be, it's not going to be hard. There were lots of tears. There's still tears that are shed at different moments and there's challenges and difficulties and trials, but he just is so good and so wonderful at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the the decision you had to make uh, in choosing uh, faith and freedom over fear. Uh, could you uh, just elaborate on that a little bit more? Because there's a lot of people, you know, out there who, because of all the things that have happened during COVID, you know, caused them to be very fearful. Uh, you know, fearful of a pandemic, you know, supposed pandemic uh, that uh, was uh, very uh, dangerous, or we were made to believe uh, that it was dangerous. That's what they wanted us to think. And so there was that, and then job losses like yours because people didn't want to want to comply with uh, vaccine mandates or mass mandates, various other things. And yet, you know, when when you're like the main breadwinner of your family, you know, that's a di- very difficult decision to make. Uh, could you elaborate? a little bit more about that to help encourage people who are facing, you know, mandates even now, like with flu shot mandates, you know, in, in some workplaces.
1: You know, I was the, the main breadwinner of the family. I had um the, like I said, I was supporting the family. I had all of the benefits, all the health insurance, and we lost all of that in the blink of an eye. And it was a tumultuous experience too, right? Because you're 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 basically fighting with your employer. I mean, in so many ways, it was. They were very difficult to deal with. It was very hard emotionally um, to have people attacking you like that privately. That you thought, you know, supported you and liked you as a as an employee. And then this one tiny issue comes up, and you didn't ever think in a million years it would affect your relationship with people. But um, I would say. Again, just fully trusting in the Lord, the Bible tells us over and over to fear not and um, that he is always with you. And I also want people to understand that we live in such a comfort society. Everything is about making ourselves comfortable. Um and that is by design, I think. You know, our government, our the system, corporations, companies, they want us to feel comfortable. They want us to feel like we have to hold on to these benefits, to the different perks that come with the various positions that we might hold or the the money that we might have or what have you. And they do that by keeping you a prisoner of the system. So if you truly do want to make a difference, if you truly do want to make a change in your little small circle around you, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to realize that there's going to be challenges. If you want to break free from the system, um, they keep you trapped in it because they think they, they know that comfort is going to keep so many people there. So no matter what, if you're trying to break free from the system, which is how we are going to make a new path forward, or even get back to some of our traditional roots of America and being, you know, a hardworking, individual American entrepreneurship, um, agrarian societies, things like that, where we're not ruled by five big companies and politicians and things like that. You're going to have to decide to be uncomfortable, to challenge yourself and to do things that might scare you. But on the other side of it, it's going to be so much more rewarding and your life is going to be so much more fulfilling than sitting there being in a, being a prisoner of the comfort system. And so I think that people need to realize that they have to be okay and even embrace being uncomfortable. And that might be the new measurement for whether
0: or not you are onto something in your life. Wow, that, that's an excellent point. Yeah, because if if we're in our comfort zone, it's it's sure that we're not gonna be able to really fulfill our destiny and do all that we could do. Uh, because our destiny is outside the comfort zone. So that mm-hmm. was a powerful word. Wow, thank you so much. You know, and now that's a good lead in, I think, to the next, you know, topic I wanted to ask you about, uh, the golf camp. Because when I first read about that, and what you did with that, what impressed me the most was, is like you took an ordinary, uh, a very common activity that's you know, for many, for most people, it's just a recreational activity, something they enjoy for themselves, you know, and maybe enjoy together with their friends. And uh, and that's what it is. That's all it is. But you took, you know, golf and you made it into something much more. You You gave it a, a purpose and a meaning that will make a difference in the lives of others as well. So tell us about your golf camp and that Full experience from, from that perspective.
1: That was another scary leap for us to take. I mean, my husband is a golfer by trade, so we knew we had that cart down pat and I myself, you know, have a foundation in golf too, but you know, we, are not pastors or, um, or anything like that. So launching sort of, it is our take on it's basically vacation Bible school meets golf camp. So it is, um, a summer camp week-long summer camp where kids receive life, life application, Bible study and golf and all of our golf instruction. We've, it's all gospel centered. So, um, we, everything that we teach every, um, every uh, drill that we do with the kids, all has Jesus at the center of it. And we, again, we dove in in 2020, um, 2021, excuse me, um, you know, even amidst all the turmoil that, that we were going through. And we said, Hey, we're still going to push forward because the Holy spirit put this on our hearts. So we're going to, we're going to go through with it. It's, it's not our idea. It's his, he basically gave us the assignment. I mean, he just, Mm -hmm how to explain um, how it came to us, but It was definitely a Holy Spirit moment. And so we said, okay, God, we're trusting you. And we had a full camp the first year in Jacksonville, Florida, where we were living at the time. And last year, our second year, we had two full camps, one in Jacksonville, Florida, where we were living at the time, and one in St. Louis, Missouri, where my husband and I are both from. And then now this year, um, we're looking to hopefully do a mini camp here in the spring around Easter and then, um likely only get to do one camp this summer because I'm due here and with baby number three in the middle of the summer. But, you know, it's just it's been such a blessing, and we can see how it's touched all the families around us. People are craving this, um, wholesome gospel centered activities for their kids. They're, um, they don't know when they send their kids off to summer camps, what people are pouring into them. They don't know what's being poured into their kids at public school, but they can trust and, you know, they can hang out at our camp and see how Jesus is at the center of even all of our golf instruction. And so, um, again, it's a calling that God put on us. There have been moments all along the way where we've said, we're too busy. This is too difficult. We can't do this. And yet we just say, okay, we're going to go. And it all always seems to come together for us. So again, just telling people to dive in, to go for it. Don't I mean, we could have been more comfortable and said, this is too much on our plate. We're not going to do it. Um, but it's been such a blessing to us and to the families around us. So um, it's been so fun to, to, to be creative with um, having gospel coupled with golf. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And, and actually, you know, this whole concept uh, can apply to people who don't you know, have a particular faith as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's the principles involved where you're taking just kind of a normal activity, even for some a recreational activity. And so you're making it fun. You're teaching a skill, you have social interaction, you know, there's spiritual growth. And uh, as I understand, you're even involving the parents. Is that right? Yeah, this
1: time, um, for our Easter camp, which is still not 100% yet, we are hoping to have the parents there as well. With any of our camps, the parents can, you know, hang out and be there the whole time. Um, we're 100% transparent. But um, this time, the next camp that we do, we, we want to have a guest speaker where the parents can be there with their kids and do some golf activities with the kids as well. Because we do um, have long-term um, goals to do family retreats and things like that too around golf and the gospel. And, you know, we really just want to highlight the importance of family and having all the family involved in um, both golf and their faith walk together. So, and I agree, I think people can apply this to all kinds of different things, um, all kinds of different activities. And again, it could be gospel centered, or it could just be, you know, a great way to help out your community and to to get the youth involved because they need... They need activities outside of just being on their devices for sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you think about all the the skills and experience that the older generations have and things that they can pass on to or teach or mentor, you know, the younger generation with, like maybe somebody who's a a general contractor or they're in one of the trades in construction. I mean, those are very valuable skills, you know, even if you're not you know, doing uh, construction as a living, I mean, just being able to do things around your own house, guys, it would make your wives very happy, you know, if you knew how to fix stuff, right, you know, or I mean, it could be all kinds of things, maybe like for women, maybe it's cooking uh, or things like that, Uh, just taking, you know, ordinary common things that a lot of us take for granted, skills or experiences we've had, you know, to us, it may be nothing, but I mean, look how a woman, for example, could take cooking and have a cooking camp, but combine it not with other things that are important to learn. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not a faith-based person, you know, there's things that you've learned about life, lessons of life, you know, wisdom uh, and and other things that that you've learned. Um, And so uh, do you have any, before we close here, do you have any other tips, you know, for uh, people who may be having their wheels turning now on their heads like hmm what could I do you know what skills or experiences uh, hobbies recreational activities could I sort of repurpose and turn into an opportunity like you have do you have any um, you know tips or advice that you would give to them I would just tell people to go for
1: it you know I think so much of so many of us talk ourselves out of doing things and mm-hmm. we should Go for it. Uh, we are no longer an interconnected society. We're no longer a multi generational society where we either live together or close together with um, previous generations, grandparents, aunts, uncles, in the way that we used to. And you're right, Sally, that's causing us to, um, we're losing skill sets that we're not passing down from generation to generation anymore. And um, it makes us more dependent upon, you know, all these big companies. And, um, you know, if we're passing these skills down, which is also gonna just make everyone feel better emotionally. It's better to be together, and so so many people nowadays are separated from their family. They don't live close to their family and things like that. So, any way we can come together as a community is is great, and we need to be doing so. So many people are isolated now. People, um, even the older generation, you know, you used to have the older generation come live with the younger generation. And and now that's not the case. So many older people are by themselves at home and um, or in a, in a you know, assisted living or a retirement community or something like that by themselves. And so anyway, we can all come together and um, share our skill sets, share, have those one-on-one relationships. I think that that's so important. And you know, there's so many different homeschool groups. Uh, Some of them are Christian-based, many of them are not, um, that are coming together. People are wanting to have a different structure for their children. They don't think that the school uh, calendar structure is working for their children. Not only are they worried about the ideologies that are being poured into their kids, but they see that the standards of learning are being lowered for their children and having their kids sit at a desk, particularly boys for like nine hours a day and making them sit there s- still, that's not working for our young boys. It's really not working for any of our young people. So people are breaking out and they're being more creative about how they set up their family structure with how they how they work. Um, it might be a more creative work schedule than your typical nine to five, how their kids are learning. it's might be more creative than the typical you know, again, nine to three in that scenario. So um, you'd be surprised the opportunities that are out there and the people that are looking for things for their family and for their kids to be doing in a more hands-on life application, learning education scenario. So I think you're right, Sally. I think people are craving this, these sort of things that you're speaking of.
0: Yeah. And And I know uh, firsthand, I think we've all experienced uh, uh, something like this where you needed some kind of service, you know, something Mm -hmm. fixed or whatever, and you couldn't find anybody. I had that, you know, a handful of years ago, just trying to get a lawnmower fixed and I couldn't find anybody. And the closest ones I found, they were kind of far away. And I thought, gee, you know, what's this world coming to, you know, Mm -hmm. where I have to drive an hour you know, to find somebody who can fix a lawnmower and then wait two weeks because they were one of the few, the few (laughs) jobs that were doing that, you know? And no wonder like the confidence
1: of our young people is so down. They feel like they don't have any skills or anything to attribute because they sit in front of their devices all day long. And so doing these kinds of things and teaching people skills it can do wonders for their self confidence, for their self worth, and then you know that in turn will breed great leaders and and good people to step forth and step out um, in the years to come. And that's really what we need is people that are willing to step up and and just dive in and and do things, even if they're not experts. Just give it a give it a whirl and and do it. And that's basically what my husband and I we. You know we're doing the homestead thing we I'm writing my first book I did my first documentary we did it we're doing our own camp like we're not experts in any of these things but um, we're learning as we go and God's equipping us every step of the way and not only is he equipping us but the people that he puts around you you will just be blown away by the people that come alongside you and the people that God puts in your path to help you make these things happen and that will just put blown blessings on your life beyond what you would have even imagined as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that last comment you just made kind of brings to mind the, you know, the expression that uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of the other principles I teach too, that, you know, you don't need to know the how of how you're going to do something before you get started. You know, you need to just get started you know, with whatever's in your hand at the moment, you know, whatever you can get started with, you know, there's always something. And, and then the how kind of reveals itself along the way. So it does. Those are a lot of really powerful principles. And Taryn, thank you so much, because I think it speaks to, to my generation too. And, um, you know, having you, you know, really inspire us uh, to, go and do something you know more with our lives and to kind of take a look at well, what's in your hand? You know we have more in our hand already than we even realize and how it can be you know, put to great use to uh, impact our, our communities and, and our nations. Because you like you said, you never know where it's going to lead and the people you're going to meet, and the opportunities uh, that you may have, the doors that'll open that you never expected. So come on, baby boomers, you know, let's take some lessons from, you know, from the younger ones here and uh, apply them in ways to make a difference. So, wow. Thank you so much, Taryn. Um, now, uh, your book, where can people get your book? It, can they pre-order?
1: They can. You can pre-order my book at on Amazon just by searching my name, Taryn Gregson, or you can go to com. Slash book and the link to pre order the book is there and um, that's t e r y n g r e g s o n dot com and I'm very excited for this next little project that he put on my plate because I had so many parents coming to me saying, Hey, you know, I, they wanted a formula, like how many hours a day should my kid be on their phone? Should they have a dumb phone, a smartphone, like all these different rules, basically that parents were wanting. And, and I'm like, you know, you're really not going to reach your teenager, or even the, so many parents struggle with addiction to their devices too. You're not going to reach your own heart through rules. You really need to approach this from a biblical worldview. That's how you're going to make a lasting impression and difference. And so that's what we're doing with this book. And you can order it, pre-order it on Amazon or tarangregson.com slash book. And people can also watch our documentary for free at shotdead.org.
0: Okay. And we'll have all those links in the show notes as well. And uh, how about if people just want to connect with you, if they wanted to send you an email or whatever, what's the best way? The best way to do that is by emailing me through my
1: website, dot There's a contact form on there. You can email me right then and there. And I'm also probably most active on Instagram. You can follow me there at Taryn Gregson.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Well, Taryn, thank you so much. I've learned a lot. I've been inspired, and I I believe other people will be too. And I just want to wish you all the best and blessings on your, uh, the new member of your family who's coming along and will be with you shortly, and and uh, success with your book and uh, more documentaries and and all whatever the Lord has you know for you, um, you know it it's just so great and refreshing you know, to see, you know, all the different types of things you're doing and the impact that you're, you're having. Uh, so I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, for our listeners, uh, thank you for your time. And just ask that you'd uh, share this, um, subscribe, follow, you know, and send me an email to tell me about your biggest takeaways, you know, from uh, this interview with Taryn. And you can reach me at sally at com. So with that, uh, we'll say we'll see you next time.